You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, your host, back with another episode down in Midtown, Oklahoma City today. Uh, I mean, if you're watching the video... This is a pretty sick setup. We're here. We've got a little studio action going on. Uh, it's nice to show up to a podcast and not really have to set anything up other than bring a camera. So, Sandeep, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, you know, today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of your family heritage, history, and, and the projects that you're doing right now, which is which is really cool, and, and how to give back to that. Um, but first of all, thanks for your time. And, Absolutely. you know, let, let's dive in, I guess, you know, I guess, who are you and what do you do? Yep. So my name is Sandeep, and uh, I am a geophysicist by trade. Okay. Uh, so I work at uh, Devon Energy. Um, found music in 2018. First of all, I came to the United States in 2006. Yeah. Right after high school, did my undergrad uh, in Jersey. So I was East Coast person. Uh, came here in 2000. So finished my undergrad, did my grad school, and came here 2012 or 13 okay. uh, for a PhD. At yeah, Oklahoma yeah. State, took a month to be like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it it was that quick. It's like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. doing this PhD. So, finished my second master's at Oklahoma State, um, and then I got a job at Devon Energy. Yeah, stayed there for a few years. I'm still there. Um, and then 2018, my wife introduced me to hip hop. Uh, I was, I was into music, but I was more Tool, Pink Floyd, Porcupine Tree classic rock all yeah, that stuff yeah, yeah. and um if i had to go more towards hip-hop the closest that got was gorillas you know that's that's the closest mm-hmm. but uh she took me to the roots concert in 2018 and uh, i was not sure what i was seeing because i was blown away by because yeah. i thought i always thought hip-hop was sort of very bombastic which i felt like it it still is but there's that that yeah. confidence right like you know I, I am the best. Mm-hmm. So I, I never felt connected to that. Um, I still loved some of the artists that did that, uh, but it was, it was something was missing for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where underground hip hop gave me that was like, okay, real things they're talking about. So I remember I got one of those, uh, there was a DJ who was playing with a light block. Just, you know, when you have the spotlight on mm-hmm. an artist, uh, everybody else takes a break. The DJ takes over. And he was like going crazy on that with different samples and different drum kits. And and I was like, okay, so you can still make music without playing instruments. Uh, I want to do that. Yeah. The tech side of you is like, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I can do this. So I remember I ordered one of the keyboards, like little MIDI keyboards mm-hmm. during the break of the show, like from Amazon. It's like, sweetie, I'm going to buy this right now. And I'm going to play with the With the square this. pads on <laughs> it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... I made my first beat. Uh, I called. Uh, we, we used to actually live right opposite where we are right now at the Midtown uh, Edge mm-hmm. Midtown Apartments, and I made my first beat. Um, 
And I called her. I was really proud. It's like, my God, look at this. Sound, just listen to this. She laughed like straight yeah. up. Like, and then she's, she, she looked at me. He's like, oh, I felt bad. He felt bad. So it's like, oh, you're being serious. He's like, <laughs> okay. Um, I like the ticking sound. And I was like, that's a metronome that I'm using to keep time. That's not even part of the beat. <laughs> and so that's how it started. Yeah. Um, but what came from it was like, I just kept going. I knew I was always good at uh, uh, listening to music and like I was really good at my uh like ear training was mm-hmm. getting pretty decent like I could tell when a note was out of key um, yeah. so I, I kept kind of leaning into that sort of uh uh whatever like strength that I have yeah and then I kept producing producing kind of kind of had that feeling that am I really I don't know what musician is anymore uh so I kind of had like a doubt. I was like, okay, I guess I'm just like sampling different vinyls, you know, using samples. And then I realized that what I enjoy and what I was good at was composing mm-hmm. original stuff from things that I was given. Yeah. So I kind of got into that a lot more. I started reaching out to people on Instagram like, hey, I'm new. I want to work with artists. I'm a producer. Started producing for... Um, a uh, local artist named uh, Rob Kumpion. So I did a lot, like an album with him mm-hmm. and then sort of kind of went down a little bit. Like I didn't have much to do after that. Um, we were still working on a few things together, but I was trying to look for a more diverse group of people. Like, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, uh, so I met Thomas Hu through online. Thomas Hu is a really, uh, really great artist in town. And the first day I go, he and he, I sent him a beat pack. He hated, he didn't, he not hated. He's like, mm, just not liking it. Yeah. He's like, what else you got? So I sent him another one, another one, nothing, nothing for a month. I kept going. For me, I have no ego when it comes to music because everybody's taste is different. So I'm not going to take it personally saying that. Like if I was horrific, like my wife would be the first one to tell me like, yeah, you should stop. But she didn't. So I knew I had to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he contacted me um, and I said, can you please upload something you rock with? Uh, And then I'll see what you like and then Mm -hmm. I'll make something. So he uploaded a video of him rapping. It's almost like a lo-fi lounge sort of beat. And so I sent him one. He texted me, give me a number. He called me right away. He's like, I have to drop everything and write on that. And so what are you doing next Thursday? Uh, JB and I are meeting up. I did not know who JB was back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked him up. And at this point, I am a huge underground hip-hop fan. Atmosphere, Aesop Rock, MERS, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think... uh, Run the Jewels is more more than underground now, but they at the time they were. Yeah, yeah. he's worked with all of them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be in the room with JB, who has worked with everybody that I love, yeah. and I listened to JB's music. Incredible. I was scared. I was like, I, nah, man. <laughs> so it, go, it got real at that it time, got real, right? Real yeah, quick, yeah, 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 and yeah. it was like a short period of time. They got real. Like yeah. I started producing 18, 2020 is when I was in in the studio with JB, mm-hmm. and so. One thing I learned from that is as producers or as any sort of creative, you somehow always judge your own stuff. Yeah. So what I did was I started skipping things that I think they they might not like because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Real, it turns out they like stuff that was that I didn't like. They liked it more than mm-hmm. I did. So I, I was like, I played literally the first three seconds. The way the studio sessions at Thomas Hu places work is like, Keep playing beat, keep playing beat. He'll invite features like, all right, do you guys like this beat? I like it. He's like, yep, I like it. Let's write it. An hour, record it, go to the next one. Mm. Four hours of like three songs in one night. Yeah. So JB was there and I was playing the beats and I was like, I played one because I didn't know what it was because I named mine weirdly. 
and I like sh- try to shut it down. All of a sudden, he's like, "No, go back to that one." Like he listened to two seconds of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. as soon as I played it back, he's like, "That's the one." And so, from there, I produced a lot for people in town, and then sort of started liking doing that. But I was there's something still missing in my artistry that I felt like. I needed to kind of discover, which is a unique sound that I I, I sort of bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was kind of, you know, uh, just uh, just embracing the culture that I come from. My beats always had some sort of international sound to it, mm-hmm. like from the get-go, but I really wanted to embrace my culture because I am away from home. I'm also in Oklahoma. There is an Indian community, but not as much as, right. let's say, New York City or New London Jersey. London or wherever, yeah. Exactly. So it's not like you, you don't see as many of, like, you know, like mm-hmm. my people here. Mm-hmm. No. Now I do once I started performing, but before I was like kind of, uh, I'm all, all by my own. Yeah. So Indian hip hop at that time got really huge. And I always liked doing poetry, but I never thought that I wanted to rap because it, I never, it, I knew it was poetry, but I couldn't connect that there's, there's that connection. Sure. The poetry, it's like rhythm and poetry is rap, mm-hmm. you know. So I had a friend I met through Thomas Who Sessions who, who became the part of what our group is, Finite Galaxy. And he is the first one who encouraged me. He's like, because I, I always produce for people. And one day I mentioned, he's like, man, sometimes I feel like I want to do some, you know, rapping. And he's like, mm-hmm. I would like to hear it. And Everybody else before that was like, that sounds pretty cool. And it's like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you go do that. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So I did one that became our first song called Finite Galaxy. We released under Sundeep and Idreveni. And then the rest was history. We just yeah. kept going. And then weirdly, again, like my life has been like in bursts of months. Like when I first started, I got all these songs, like 50 songs in in four months or something like that with people. Mm-hmm. Then a, a little lag and then Finite Galaxy did the same thing. We, we dropped an album last year and I rap in Hindi and I produce our beats along with Matt, who's the partner in crime. And then uh, he raps in English and we just like started working on different sort of international sort of sound. Yeah. And uh, that was another burst. Uh, somebody, uh, we contacted the Asian Night Market Festival organizers like, hey, we are this hip hop group. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if we can perform. Like I rap in Hindi. They invited us. They had us perform at their market festival. Before that, we did some open mics. So mm-hmm. this was like the biggest crowd, and I was really yeah scared because I knew there was going to be some people that understood Hindi there before. Yeah, I get screwed up. It doesn't and nobody matter. Cares. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so we started there, and then just like shows after show, we performed at the Indian. Um, um, uh, what is that? The uh, Food and Arts Festival. Uh-huh. That was a big show. And so just kept going. Burst of like six months, we had like 12, 15 shows mm-hmm. back to back almost. But now coming back to like the big thing that I'm doing now with the, the March release is last year, 2021, I started this album that I wanted to do with local artists. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to basically invite everybody that I love to work with on one album. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a producer album, like Ninth Wonder does, uh, everybody else does, where it's like Sandeep is the album lead and then everybody features on right. that. So it's like there's a sound to yeah. it. You know, there's a, there's, a, there, there's a whole theme to it. So the theme was, me and my wife discussed it, was I wanted to give back to the place I come from, India. And uh, uh, her and I do a lot for charity, but I wanted to make my first like proper album, 
part of a part of a give you know giving back to to my my people. So I decided, okay, what we're gonna do is um, have invite everybody who I love to work with on this album, give them a theme because I wanted to have some common commonality mm-hmm. in 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 the album. So the theme was change. Yeah, whatever that word means for you is what you write about. Mm-hmm. Um, so people wrote wrote about change and different different perspectives of it, and so. I started that a while back and then other things came in the way. Finite Galaxy came in the way. So it kind of went in the back burner a little bit. But then finally I kind of had to uh, tell myself, it's like, hey, you're doing this for a cause. Let's Uh finish it up. And uh, so I had 16 artists that uh, lend their voices and talent to me on the album from the names of JB is on there, Thomas Who, KO, uh, there is uh, Hustle, Zuna Fish, all all, all yeah, the artists yeah, yeah. that I love to work with are part of it. And so the album, so then the question was, okay, we have this album, uh, it's called We'll Rap for Change. It could be different meanings. We want money to charity or we want to change ourselves. Yeah, I want to do uh, some sort of release party because I'll, you you let it be like okay you go ahead and go buy the album like you you still will get people not wanting to but like yeah, it's yeah. still very hard yeah. with music to sort of um, have an income in that way so I wanted to make sure that uh, we give them an experience so it was like okay mm-hmm. what can we do and so I decided to do like this release party and listening party because uh, also trying to work around schedules of 16 people is hard mm. to do a live show. Right. So I decided, okay, let's have all the poets who I work closely with perform, but everybody else would be played as a listening party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I booked the uh, uh, the conservatory at Ed, uh, Ed Lichen Conservatory, Bill Rogers. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty decent uh, uh, decent price. So I was like, man, I'm not going to get better than this, <laughs> like a better venue than right. that. It was a beautiful yeah. place. Um and so started uh, thinking about, um, okay, so we, we will have Indian-style brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be like samosas and chai, and we're going to have uh, mango and guava juice mimosas. And uh, so we started contacting people. And I want to give huge shout-out to all the sponsors on it. So Stone Cloud is, spo- is sponsoring us. Uh, they're giving out coupons, free pint pour. So we're basically creating a goodie bag of the first yeah. 50 people that RSVP. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, we are in uh, then uh, big t- uh, big uh, big friendly brewery is mm-hmm. one of the other sponsors. Uh, the bigger big sponsors we have uh, fiscal sponsor is Freestyle Creative. Mm-hmm. So they uh, Vahid and his team uh, were you know awesome enough to uh, sponsor us. And then uh, Image Line Studios, uh, Kazi Islam. He's okay. a uh, he's a a person I work with a lot. So he's the one who also sponsored it. So. It was hard to organize it, but it yeah, sort of yeah. came together because usually with events, it's all about trying to find sponsors and trying to make sure everything right. is all organized. So I was very lucky to have people that are willing to help out. So this event is March 19th. Uh, we'll have a couple of like we as Finite Galaxy are performing a few songs. Mm-hmm. We have the poets on the album performing their part of the album live and then it's just gonna be just a mixer just yeah, people yeah, hanging yeah. out um we awesome. have some visual artists as well so they're gonna be displaying uh lindsey martin and tyler ray are the two uh, he tyler is also the one who did the album cover okay so he, he they are displaying their artwork and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be awesome i have so many questions yeah. uh i mean what's it like growing up in india Man, um, yeah, and, and family too. You have a big family. Yeah, I have a big family back okay. in India. Uh, my parents are here, but it's almost—it's kind of weird because 
it feels like a dream like now yeah. that i think of it because when i was i was born there and i left india when i was 16 i have like spurts of memories of mm. back home because it was such a culture shock to come to a different country that yeah. that memory takes over yeah what, what you were back then but man growing up in india was was awesome um i i still the the things i remember is i mean it's incredible memories mm-hmm. from back home all my friends i mean i still keep in touch with almost like everybody that i knew back from india and that's what technology does yeah best. that's the best part about it it's uh, like keeping keeping up with everybody but it's it was definitely different uh you uh and i was from a smaller town um mm-hmm. so um it's just this this is what it feels like back yeah home, yeah with a lot more people right you know? <laughs> yeah so a lot more people a lot more people yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot more people per square inch <laughs> yeah yeah like to me like my my view of india is watching top gear videos right which I is not it. good uh not, I, love it, though. <laughs> I mean yeah like um i mean i grew, i love cars i grew up loving top gear and jeremy clarkson's humor and all that kind of thing yeah. um so like my yeah i've seen you know when they go to india and they do the is it hadwalada how do you say that which one now when what's the food service that goes around like in the tent oh, what are they called oh um is it hadwalada no um uh, i know so, what you're talking about okay so they um, yeah, yeah, yeah they tried to do they, that they did the whole they, they did, yeah didn't mit do like a whole thing something on them? crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah which is an amazing network of you know, people who serve food basically yeah. around the city yeah. and Top Gear tried to do it and they failed miserably, which made for great comedy. It did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, was it, what, so what, what town city did you grow up in India? So I grew up in a, a little small town called Baruch. Uh, it's in the, on the Western part, Gujarat is the state. Okay. Uh, that's the Western part of India. And so it's basically, um, if you go, if, if Delhi is over here, just go mm-hmm. basically, you know, Southwest Gotcha. long ways like towards almost the edge of where india yeah. sort of has that interesting blob that comes out so uh-huh. that's where i was yeah and and i guess like i mean well do you go on vacations when like, what what is it like when you you know because being from the uk like and a vacation for us was like fly to spain it's two hours and you got actual sunshine for the yeah. first time yeah. right <laughs> you know what was it like going on vacation for you know being in india or well, like where would you go man uh so that's the one thing that I remember uh, not doing much of. So we went to like school picnics and tours okay. and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, school trips. Yeah, so yeah. school trips were usually in like Mumbai or some sort of like uh, what we call hill station. What yeah. basically is is like countryside. Countryside. Yeah. Like with mountains and stuff. And then we, I used to go to uh, like we did travel a lot to other like in Gujarat, other cities where mm-hmm. my relatives were, hung out with them. But mostly because, you know, because I came here right after high school. Yeah. There's only school trips and some trips that I remember with my with my parents sure. that we went to uh, mountains region. Never been to southern India, which was always, it's very tropical. Okay. I always wanted to go there. I had, I had my upstairs neighbor, they were from South India. So, you know, I loved their food. Yeah. I loved everything. And I knew it was a beautiful place. So we finally, when we went back in 2020, got got a got chance to go. To go and whew, beautiful. If you go to India, definitely visit South India. Like okay. that is pristine beaches. Like I was incredibly impressed by it. It's like, yeah. Which is kind of weird to say. It's like I should be saying that India is, you know, like clean, but it is not as clean as sure. I want it to be. But South India in particular was very, very clean and the beaches are pristine mm-hmm. and the food was absolutely incredible. Like $10 can get you four people 
That's like crazy, meals. isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing when like when you leave a country and then you go back and you you actually go and do things you think, why didn't I do any of this while I was here? Like for me, it was always like the history of, of, of you know, like the UK and Wales or whatever and like castles and I didn't yeah. care when I was at home. Like you're just like, oh, it's there because they're all, they're everywhere, you yeah. know? But when you go back, like I said, yeah. you, you, know, you go back to these places and you realize things and, you know, especially being out here and, and living in, I guess, you know, a Western style world now, right? Yeah. You know, and just the 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 things that are normal to us here you know that we get used to and then you go back and like you said you, you the food's so much different you, you yeah. miss the food obviously because it's so good uh, but the prices and everything it's it's, it's amazing and you you feel so like fortunate right to yep. have had that opportunity to be living this way now because yep. i'm sure you got friends back there who'd still have no idea exactly you know? yeah which is yeah. tough man it's 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 also inter- like it it puts things into perspective like it kind of opens up your mind because you have lived a different sort of way yeah. and then you come here and you are kind of the the biggest thing when I came here was the 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 undecidedness of right. universities mm-hmm. in india it's like a, a track you know it's yeah. like okay you either become a doctor and this is what your schedule looks like this yeah. is what your you know like your schooling looks like engineer there's no i'm gonna find myself kind of thing right which kind of bit me in the ass a well, yeah. bit. <laughs> which is that's kind of why like the everyone kind of cliche everyone sees someone who is indian right and says oh what are you are you a doctor an engineer yeah. or something else yeah. right like yeah. that's kind of because it is structural like that's i mean it, that's exactly when yeah. you sit down at a table when you're at finishing high school and you're like what do you want to do yeah you know like, and it's like all grade base is like you know okay yeah. so if you got like a 70 percentage in in your school on in your 12th grade yeah there's only certain universities you can go to because it also depends on how high you are yeah so it's like man i'm kind of glad that i there came is no here after. there is <laughs> zero finding yourself because yeah, finding yourself means you're walking the streets it is. right <laughs> not like going to university out no. here it's like oh, so, i'll just figure it out i'm i'm glad in that way that i was actually you know i could be all migrated here because yeah. one my percentage was back in india i wasn't going to any great yeah, schools yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here what it gave me was you know I still, uh, I mean, I'm not embarrassed to say that I still failed a lot when I first started because it was just such a different culture, such a different university. And you give somebody who has had like a very structured Mm -hmm. schooling, like a little bit of freedom, man, you go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be this, no, that, this. I'll just try a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you you and your parents come out here in... You said when you were 16 to New Jersey. Yeah. Who else comes with you? Was it just uh, you guys? My, my brother. Um, so I have an okay. older brother, just one. Um, so he be four come yeah. come here. I had a cousin who was already here. Uh, he's still he's still uh, in North Carolina. So I we had some people that we yeah. knew here, but mostly it was just our my immediate family, yeah. my parents and my brother. And did mom and dad just think we're we're, we're going to the states? Like yeah, how, how does th- that? Do, what do you remember about that? I think what what I remember mostly is I think in. And that's what I love about um, Indian parents, uh, and also kind of comes to the negative stuff. Is also the, the it's it's always they're thinking about their kids. Like it's always that yeah. you know, and you know, I, I say a little bit negative because then it's almost like a lot of uh, Indian parents sort of forget to live for themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, and then when their kids get older and they make their choices. Some of them, like I married an American and yeah. that was, no, 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 no. Big, big no. cultural no, no. Big no. <laughs> and so that sort of, it kind of, it's it's the difference between, I guess, the uh, kind of the, uh, like a culture that's more community driven okay. versus like, you know, like a lot more kind of laid back, like yeah, US yeah. is, you know? Yeah. So um, 
I remember that they did this because they wanted to provide us with better opportunities yeah. and which is you know i, I always amazing. thank them yeah. for that like there's nothing i can do that can repay that mm -hmm. because i've had great opportunities here i met the love of my life here so it was just like and that kind of bit, bit them in the ass yeah, a little bit yeah, They're like yeah. we, we got you here and you're just going crazy <laughs> so I, I remember that i remember like her studying for exams because back then uh, she's a nurse okay so back then there was a shortage in u.s for nurses so a lot of uh, u.s was opening up um like you know uh offers for mm -hmm. other countries if you pass certain exams i remember yeah. her studying probably more than me and i was in 12th grade yeah. like i was like uh, like she's very disciplined in that so i've learned a lot from her in terms of like just uh, the dedication to do things and uh, i wasn't de dedicated to yeah. even like i i mean i didn't i passed i had decent grades in school but i wasn't like if i was her i would have taught the class kind of right. thing so i remember her studying a lot passing exams after exams and i also remember her being alone here that was yeah, the hardest yeah, yeah. part because back then you had to come here first by yourself mm. and then after five six months you can to bring, call, the family, bring the family back so her not being from an english-speaking school she had to learn everything That's from amazing. scratch and um, i was like man I, I i don't think i can do that like it, well it, yeah i mean learning a new language when you're when you're kind of young is not easy either is it but yeah. learning it like after you are absolutely I mean, your mom's what in her 40s when she's doing this yeah. maybe 50s yeah. and like yeah. it's that's amazing to that. You know yeah. what? I'm gonna provide my family. We're gonna. Have, I'm exactly. gonna go on my own. You yeah. know, and like that's and when, so when you talk when you speak about it out loud like that, we realize how special and how amazing your mother is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and that's what uh, somebody asked me because I'm not a horrifically religious person, but somebody once asked me, "What is God to you?" And I was like, yeah, "My parents is because yeah. they provide like whatever you can uh, you know attest uh -huh. to what God does has everything that my, that my parents, parents have done, done for me." So it's just like. But also I've had, you know, a lot of arguments with her because I am one of those person who will get what I want. Like if I want to do something, yeah. I will do it. Figure even it if out it, how to do it. So, and she, there's a lot of heartache on her side because I do that because yeah. I'm married outside the culture. You know, I am not a doctor. I could have been a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I stopped my PhD though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... Uh, but then she still like she understands it, but you know, like the Indianness in her gotcha. fights it. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why'd you do because this? that's how she grew up, and exactly. that's how her parents told her what to exactly. do. Exactly. So right, I understand yeah. understand her side yeah, of it. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. that's yeah, painful for her, but you're breaking the mold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so high school then New Jersey, you get over here, you're going through high school, and is there like a moment where you kind of think? I need to get my act together and like, how do I go to school? And, and is mom and dad pressuring you to say, you know, you need to get a job and, and these are the three options for us. They've always been three options. Yeah. You should follow that too. Like, yeah, so, what's that like? Yeah. So when I started my undergrad in Jersey, uh, so I finished my high school in India and yeah. then I came here. Uh, first of all, I did not, you had to give SATs. I was just like, I have yeah. no idea what this yeah. is. So that had me almost like waste a year just because I, my cousin, I don't know if he's watching this. You should have told me to give me a, give me SATs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I come here. Um, things are interesting. It's a lot of culture change. Oh, yeah. Good thing for Jersey was that I was still around my people a little bit. So there was still a little bit of comfort in that. Uh, okay. Because I had, you, you go to uh, the, the university I went to, had a huge Indian population. So there was still that comfort. Like that it, it's still comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so you're kind of getting, you're easing into interacting with other uh -huh. cultures kind of thing so i give my sats not really good at sats either i, I start my university 
And yeah, that that was the thing. Uh, doctor, engineer, yeah. or some sort of hybrid, I guess. <laughs> and so I tried that. I mean, I gave that a go and uh, failed almost every class the first few semesters. Like, yeah. really bad. Uh, like, Fs and Ds and Cs on chemistries and organic Not even chemistry. Close, right? Not even close. Yeah. So you're gonna be was, you're doing more harm than good at this point. It was it was a lot of harm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 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 going through these co- classes, not really because the, because the problem was the undecidedness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew they wanted me to do medicine or pharmacy. Yeah, pharmacist is the third one. Yeah. Engineer, doctor, pharmacist. Did not want to be any of those things, but I still gave it a try and. I kept telling people I am pre-med, which basically means just taking bio and math, you know. So I was like failing most of it. Then I go to, then I get a long distance relationship with somebody who's who's an Indian girl in Canada. Okay. How does that come about? uh, That, so she was part of, um, she, she was in my school, my junior, but I never met her when I was back in India, but she moved when she was in 10th grade. Okay. And uh, through a friend, when I went back to India, I was introduced to her. So, you know, that, uh, so started talking to her. So that, the reason I mentioned that is that made me want to go to Buffalo University Uh so I can do biomedical engineering in quotes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So basically, so I can like cross the border and go see her kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that didn't work out either. Um, failed most of the classes there. Um, so came back that, you know, that relationship kind of ended too. So came back, still lost. Um, my brother who was doing computer engineering, what a, what an Indian, just straight up Indian thing to do. Straight, <laughs> straight science. into tech. Yeah. <laughs> so he mentioned that he had a friend who was doing environmental science. And I was like, that's a pretty cool, because he was doing a, a pretty cool research on desalinating ocean water okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for use. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. I, Change, I would like changing to. lives doing yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I want to try something like that. Uh, turns out the university, which was... At Rutgers and New Jersey Institute for Technology, they were like together in this yeah. course. It the curriculum was just like absolute garbage. Like okay. there's things that were not offered for six years; they're still on the curriculum. Yeah. But I started looking down. And I was like, I wonder what this geophysics is. So I go to Rutgers. Uh, a guy from he's from Leeds, uh, a yeah. British guy. Uh, Lee Slater, uh, still one of the most influential people in my life is him. Uh, Terrible he, accent too, right? Oh, it's actually a really good accent. <laughs> it's so different. I think it was Lancaster. Okay, oh, yeah, Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's. Yeah. I don't think if it, I don't know if that gets any better or not. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, but his was very like almost posh. I was like, yeah. okay, it's because he was. Uh, I think he was not from Lancaster, but he went to University of Lancaster. Gotcha. I think for his hydrogeology uh, uh, PhD. So I go to class with him. The accent's already helping. You know, yeah. it's like, you're smart. <laughs> That's what it comes out. And yeah. he was very, very, very intelligent person. And he sort of took me under his wing because he saw me sort of, I like that because kind of the idea of looking underneath. So geophysics is like all about looking underneath the subsurface okay. without actually looking. So it's like almost like ultrasounding the ground yeah, all about yeah. electromagnetic MRI and stuff like that. So I love that. It's like, oh my God. That like, was really interesting unknown. to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, so I started that. And so he kind of saw me 
doing better. So then now the grade started getting A's, gotcha. A's, 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 because I found something. You found your kind of thing so that you wanted. So geophysics, and so once I graduated my undergrad, uh, he asked me uh, if I wanted to be his his master student because he had a position open. Mm-hmm. So I was like, absolutely. You know, you know, like he had a grant for me. I was doing a, a project for Environmental Protection Agency looking at contaminant remediation right. stuff. Love that. But the problem was... In New Jersey, environmental geophysics does not lend to a very lucrative job. It's sure. like 30, there's no real need for it, right? There's no, yeah. 35K a year in New Jersey, it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. A, yes, here, that's true. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then my friend who was in Jersey came, came for his master's at OSU after undergrad. He said, you know, come oil and gas. Like they, they got good yeah. money. Uh, so started applying, you know, to uh, universities and got accepted at OSU for PhD, came here one year, one month later, yeah. dropped it. So did my undergrad, um, another master's here, uh, got an internship at Devon and been working there since 2016. Yeah. So almost five, five years. And that's years. how you end up here. That's how I end up in Oklahoma. God, that's awesome. What did you think when you first came here? Uh, or when you landed? Village. Village, <laughs> yes. Village feels. Yeah. <laughs> but... I did like the no traffic. Like people want to complain mm. about traffic. I was like, I'm from India, yeah, and then I'm from Jersey. There are no road laws in India, right? Like this it's is the worst place in the world this to drive. Is easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then you get used to it so fast. Like when there's actual traffic, a little bit, you're yeah. annoyed. It's like, and then you remember, it's like, wait a second, I was stuck for like hours on the yeah. turnpike yeah. back in Jersey. <laughs> Yeah. So that okay. So that brings you here, and then like I said, you're you're in Stillwater. You do you, know, you figure out what you want to do, and then you get the internship with Devon. What year is that? Like Devon's doing pretty well at that point. Yeah, internship was 2016. Okay, and then I got I was the fastest from internship to an offer because I was almost done. So I was. We well, had I, a lot more experience than everybody else. Already, yes, and also right? it also was so I was in my second year of my. Of my uh, 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 masters, okay. so usually people get internship in the first year, like yeah. first semester they start internship, second semester, third semester, job. graduate, yeah, job. For me, I didn't get the internship the first semester, so I waited, so I extended my graduate school for like two and a half years. Gotcha. So I can do the internship. So as soon as I did the internship, I went and defended my thesis, mm. and then they offered me in. So August, I went out from the internship November I started working right. full time yeah. so it was pretty crazy turnaround that's like, awesome I didn't get in like I, I should have taken a month off yeah. to do something but I couldn't do that <laughs> what uh, so when you get here first thing you're looking for is great food and there's just steak and potatoes everywhere right like yeah well I mean for you like going to places where you want to eat like where I mean would you just start making your own food or where would you I think go I, I used to make my a lot of my own food when I was in still water um and uh, I, there was not many Indian restaurants. I think there was no I can't Indian imagine restaurant. any in Silverman. <laughs> there was one food truck, which yeah. wasn't good. Uh, but usually it's just making your own food kind of thing. Yeah. And I kind of got used to eating pastas and this and that. And yeah. you know, I always liked that. But, you know, I started making, like, it makes you want to make more food mm-hmm. that's sort of like back home. So, like, when, I, when my mom um, came here, she always made a lot of food. So, like, it lasts for, like, two weeks. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what that's what Indian parents do is just, like, three weeks worth of food. Yes. Here you go, buddy. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. eat it up. That's just all you up. need to that's do. That's it. <laughs> that's so and good. And frozen, you know, oh, frozen yeah. samosas and this and that. So, and then when I came to Oklahoma, obviously, there's a lot more yeah. Indian places around here. So, you know, I like going to those. Um, 
But where yeah, where kinda, are those best kind of yeah? Where man, where are those best kind of Indian I, I, food places? I'm here? trying to remember if Sheesh was the probably the first place that I went to, mm-hmm. um, Pakistani place. Uh, I think that might have been the first one. Um, there was a place I think there still is uh, up in Edmond, uh, Himalaya uh, cuisine. Uh-huh. There's also when we used to live near uh, Hefner, there was one close to 122nd in Penn called Non Cuisine of India. That was really good, uh, and then the quality kind of went down a little yeah. bit, so I stopped going there. But the the people, the places I've I've frequented the most is probably Shish and uh, Manas, which is on Northwest Expressway. Okay, I gotta try that one out. Yeah, really good. Does it kind of irritate you sometimes where people over here, like, I mean, people who are not from India, like myself, say, "Oh, let's go get some Indian food," but for you, it's like, "Oh, this this place is kind of a Pakistan place." This is like, for you, you understand the intric- yeah. intricacies yeah. and differences, right? Yeah. Everyone just blankets it as, "Oh, it's got rice and yeah. curry." This is Indian yeah. food. Yeah. No, I think that doesn't bother me as much. Uh, I think what bothers me is non bread and chai tea. Those are two things there. <laughs> it's like. I, I never called it burger sandwich, so why are yeah, you going? <laughs> right. So, like, chai tea, I understand a little bit. Like, it's a lot. You can call it chai latte. Like, chai tea, really. Like, you're just saying tea tea. Yeah. Like, it really bothers me. Like, yeah. But I, I'm not going to say anything. It's just right. like it's Cultural just like, things, yeah. Mentally, it's just like, what are you, why are you saying that? <laughs> right. Tell me about uh, the... So, so you, meet, you, you meet your wife in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that conversation with mom. And dad. Oh man! Like, I, do you want me to relive those moments? I mean, I just uh, I've ne- <laughs> I I don't think I've ever met anybody. No one's been on the podcast that said that like it wasn't cultural thing for us to not yeah. to marry outside of our you know our so, general community. So in I mean, so I had so before I married uh, before I told them about uh, my wife Shauna. Before that, I did have uh, a, you know a girlfriend that was American. So yeah. that was. I kind of already like dug my way in a little bit. Yeah. So it wasn't as big of a shock. Oh, it was incredibly big. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I was already disappointment enough at that point. <laughs> Is that because they were kind of like, like as far as like, you know, and, and forgive me for saying this, but sure. like, you know, cliche, like arranged marriage, like all of that kind of, all the I, stuff you see in the movies, not, not you know, like yeah. not not, but all the stuff you see in the movies that's, sort of related yes i think they were kind of okay with me finding somebody by myself um, yeah but the, the i think one of the reasons which i kind of found out later uh was because the our culture is so communal mm-hmm. what they were going to miss was you know in-laws coming in bringing out that with family them. in so Makes basically sense. making the family bigger than what yeah. it is yeah and so like like yeah, Shauna's parents are incredibly cool, but they're they don't they're not born with that culture of calling. Totally, yeah. So you know, like people mm-hmm. like Indian wives, they call you know uh, like if Shauna was Indian, she would call my mom every day, or once it like I literally call my mom every day yeah. to ask her how she's doing, kind of thing. Okay. Like it's just since just I was as a cultural thing since I was sixteen, since yeah. I've been here, I've always like almost always called her. Like maybe if I'm going camping, I was like, hey, I'll be out for a few yeah. days. But if I don't call. Either I'm dead or yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just crazy. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the time difference? So uh, India, if right now it's gonna be uh, what time is it right now? Two thirty. It's probably like two o'clock at night, like in the morning. So it's twelve hours. Yeah, full twelve hours. That's that's yeah. tough to make phone calls. So you gotta make a phone call as soon as you get out of bed. 
Yes. Uh, so, so if you ever if you're hungover in the morning, you're missing that phone call. <laughs> uh, who's told you I drink? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I'm just kidding. me. That's yeah. just me thinking. Yeah. I'm lucky because mine is six hours. UK six hours. Yes. Yeah. So it's not as bad. So like every time I wake up in the morning, um, I call my mom, and it's like you know nine o'clock or something. There, okay. it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, then, yeah, yeah. The, so usually I she calls me in the morning here. So at night. Oh, actually. At night here in the morning, here yeah. morning. As, as soon as she wakes up that or something, sense. she's, you know, doing, getting breakfast, she'll call me. So yeah. it's not, it's not bad. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I talk to my mom a lot, not that much, not every day, yeah. but like we might like, I mean, we WhatsApp message or whatever. We would never really, I FaceTime her maybe every three or four days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's cool. That's kind of it's, a cool yeah, thing to do, right? Just because it, it keeps you in it the also, loop. Yeah. It also brings a lot of troubles though because you cannot hide a single thing from your mom you know yeah. it's just like uh what are you doing oh uh, i'm out here in the studio it's like why aren't you working and i was yeah. like my day off <laughs> yeah because fr friday with devon you're every other days exactly. every other friday you yeah get off, so right? even being 32 years old yeah. i there are certain things like i hide from a mom it's yeah. like I, I don't because well, the it, cultural it, difference is it, so it it's not worth it i don't i'm not ready for all the questions yes. it's much easier to be like no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, because <laughs> that's normal to you here, but yeah. back home, that's like you do not, you know. Exactly. You yeah. need to be. You should be yeah. in work. Why are you? You know. Yeah. Why are you still in bed? It's ten <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. And like now, you know, me being an, an artist, yeah. uh, it's even harder for her to be like, "What are you doing? Like, right. what, why do you want to? Like, you have a good paying job. Just you know, keep it. Like, yeah. I'm, what, I'm don't you want to get it. promoted instead of spending more time on some something else? Yeah. I guess yeah. that kind of conversation. Yeah. yeah. What? So what? Did, when you started like making music and stuff. What did they think? I mean, they, especially if you're singing in Hindi. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really. I like. I don't think they've actually heard any of my stuff, and I don't really. It's like, a good I thing. Don't wanna, <laughs> <laughs> like for for me, like I'm always talking about. It's kind of interesting because I think I don't. Like my family has back home. Um, yeah. Like, because my, my cousin is all, you know, like a few years younger than me, so he likes that hip-hop. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, my brother is rapping in Hindi. Let me see what's going on kind yeah. of thing. And they realize that I do talk. As a person, I've always been very mischievous and, you know, very, mm -hmm. uh, like, always up to, not not in a negative way, but always no, up but to. No, but always up to something. Very, yeah. very, very, uh, you know, always joking always, around, yeah, yeah, always yeah. fooling around. Mm -hmm. So to for a lot of them, it was interesting to see that I'm talking about a lot more deeper, darker subjects that yeah. I've never really... You know, it's mentioned. not something you have a conversation with your parents exactly. about that stuff, no, right? Exactly. Even, even that stuff is hard to talk about yeah. because there's not that. I think a lot of times I kind of a little bit envy that, you know, we kind of, uh, US sort of, you know, pushes uh, sort of uh, mental health a little bit mm -hmm. more. India is sort yeah. of a little behind on that. So yeah. if it's like you're, you're, having, you're having a bad day or you're, you kind of work doing depression, they almost think you're, you're it's like, oh, are, we, are you crazy? Like right. that kind of stuff. So, so it's like, I think we were getting better at talking about that with my parents. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, so music was a way of, for me to, you know, that my wife is the one who listens to, you know, yeah. like who, who's pretty responsive to uh, like things that are going on. But music was really the way for me to be like, mm -hmm. I'm going to say whatever I want, whatever I have inside of me, yeah. I'm going to put it out. I had a little bit of like hesitations, like eh, I don't want my family to know that I've gone through some dark times. This, But yeah. I was like, at some point I was like, yeah. Screw it. Yeah, the UK is kind of catching up on that stuff too. I guess over the last three or four years, it's kind of coming in that it's okay to talk about mental health. As like, and, and it's okay as a man to talk about it with other exactly. men, right? That's exactly. kind of like a weird, because a lot of, you know, back in like my grandparents' era or even my parents' era, it's just like if, you've, if you're dealing with something, you kind of just keep it to yourself, right? And you deal with it. 
which, you know, and people who kind of air their dirty laundry or voice it, it's like, why? I mean, they just can't, like, at the same, why, why would you say that? Why would you tell people that you're struggling? You know, because it's just such a cultural thing to like keep it to yourself and, and it's none of, it's nobody else's business other exactly. than yourself, right? Yeah. So I kind of get that as well. And it's, it's also interesting in a way that India, uh, so I'll, I am like my my wife tells me that I'm very different from American men in the way I like show emotions and love because it's uh-huh. like there's that kind of a toxic masculinity that sort of takes over like small towns you know yeah, yeah. for me like I'm one of those people it's like a horrible example but I was like I would not care if I was drinking a pink colored cocktail it's like I don't no. know I don't care yeah. you know you don't drive a lifted F two fifty no <laughs> I want one but no, I'm just kidding <laughs> I want one too I'm never gonna drive one though but it's no. almost like uh, India has this sort of very you know open way of you know like men to kind of deal with each other like sure. you know like there's funny things about Indian men holding hands and stuff like that but right. I feel like what that gives you is a lot of positive things well, too, the clothing's can, so different too yeah. right the long robes and whatever you yeah, know like exactly the, the yeah so it's just like you know it, we are we are very comfortable you know with other men and which I think people in US kind of find a little yeah. bit weird and I was like hi and which my wife loves because I'm not like the typical yeah because you know like I, I'm always present and I'm not taking like guys vacations and stuff like that I right. would much rather hang out with her girls on like a freaking uh, yeah. what's that uh, like a hiking trip or something you know because that's just what I right. I like more is just so so that's also interesting way uh, like culture differs you yeah, know? like yeah, how yeah. you even interact with other men differs too that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense what uh, so what did parent what did mom and dad think when they came here like to Oklahoma for the first time after you were kind of like not you know not when you're in school but like when yeah. you were like established got a job and man uh, on your own two feet kind of thing same thing. It's just like, wow, why did you move here? There's nothing. <laughs> like it's for, Why for, is it so hot? In, why in, can't I see the mountains? Indian parents is just like, uh, there's a lot of disappointment even in small things. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hide it at no, all, right? They don't. Yeah. It's like, ugh, this, this looks awful. <laughs> but they, they, they didn't mind it as much. They, they kind of like the more relaxed atmosphere. So they're yeah. in Houston now. So they moved from Jersey. Okay. Once I got a job here, they decided to be a little bit closer to us. Yeah. And my brother moved to Dallas. And so they still like that sort of city feel. Yeah, But yeah, I think yeah. they're finally, I think what they will probably do is move back to India for good. Yeah. Because like I, it's it's hard because I, I understand, you know, them, because uh, we don't have kids and mm-hmm. we decided probably not to have kids. So I'm in the same boat as you. That is, that was even worse than me marrying <laughs> By the way, a white my, lady. Yeah, my name stops with me. Yeah. Yeah, so... So that was really hard. And so it, it almost like I understand their point uh, incredibly well. Yeah. It's just like when you're from India, you're stuck between pleasing other people and, you know, making sure you are happy where you are. Yeah. So it's very hard sometimes to do that. And then I had to take the decision of like, okay, I need to do what I want. And it, right. even if it like really kind being of, selfish is okay. Yes. Uh, so, um, so that's why like one of the reasons, like I want her to move to India because all her family's there. She yeah. is so happy. Like when she's calling me from India, cause she got all the family there. Everybody's yeah, hanging yeah. out, drinking chai. So here, I mean, I, the, the best I can do is like go on weekends or go on a long trip, but yeah. there's still like, um, 
Because in India, there's another thing where people live with their parents. Uh, right. Which, yeah. This really fascinates me with yeah. the, with kind of just like the because it or like the grandparents come back into the home, right? Yeah. I mean, just it makes a lot of sense. And I have a friend here actually who who he's American, he's from here, but like his parents live with him, and they like because he kind of studied that philosophy and was yeah. like, a house is big enough, we'd rather have them under our own exactly. roof. They've got enough room anyway to kind of be on their own, but we're still under the same roof. Exactly. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's the, so when I was in India, my dad's parents always came and stayed with us every yeah. year for three months. And I'm like, I learned a lot from my, from my grandpa and grandma. But, you know, um, so like I learned like they escaped when there was a partition was happening in India and Pakistan. Mm. They escaped wearing, you know, like burqas because yeah. they had to because they were on the Pakistan side of things yeah. at that time. So I've learned like incredible life lessons from them. So it, it is interesting how you learn. Yeah. Like I get the idea of a big family. It's just that I think another reason for me kind of being scared of that, you know, having that is because I found my calling so late in life yeah. that I think if I kind of like I always kind of wanted kids kind of not wanted kids but it really set in stone I didn't want it and my wife didn't either because we love to travel and mm -hmm. also I just literally found what I love to do yeah. and I'm 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 you know I'm I'm getting something out of it I'm enjoying it plus I'm getting this positive reinforcement right and the second you have a kid, I think it stops. Like, yeah, because everything you no do, matter what your life's say, done. You, you, it you, stops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that also, uh, and I could not say that to my mom. Like, right. you know, like that's what I want to do because they, I don't think. Because culturally, from, that's, culturally not, that's not what they yeah. do. You work, have kids, yeah. and then you die and then your kids live kind yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, like it is, I mean, and that's why like my music has gotten more and more, you know, like I, I also have some positive songs, but it's like, that's what has given me like in like in uh like in a what is that called like um like an outlet to yeah, yeah, to yeah. express that mm -hmm. you know and then, and then that has made me sort of also when you say it out loud that also makes me want to you know makes me realize that okay that is the truth and you know like i, I understand yeah. what my parents are doing I, I love them with all my life they're my gods but you know there are flaws for everybody, everybody like i have yeah. flaws too you know mm -hmm. but you know so i it's, I think, I hope that like, at some day, like I can explain that, you know, like it's like, cause what they feel is like, uh, we're trying to like almost hurt them, but that's not what it is. Like that's the byproduct of mm -hmm. it, but that's not the intention of it. So right. I think, and, and, you know, like, so I'm, I'm hoping that Indian com like community as a whole are kind of the younger generation are trying to open up to their kids a little bit more. Cause yeah. I think it does, it does help quite a bit to, yeah understand what one's going through right yeah. no i totally agree with you um was there any kind of i'm just thinking of like your you know with with me and i might i married an american as well thank that's why i'm still here because she's <laughs> awesome and her family's great and thankfully for us like our both our parents you know are very similar in you know kind of the way they grew up the work that they do obviously for you guys it was so different yeah what was that first meeting with parents like? Did Man, you just prep uh, your in-laws and say, look, they're going to say something that's probably going to be really bad to you. Just yeah. take it at the grain of salt. Yeah, so like, uh, we, our parents did not meet until after we got married. Like it was crazy. Oh, wow. Which was, again, I've just been a, a, just a yeah. piling, you know, tower of disappointment for the <laughs> things that I've done. <laughs> so... So we just, one day we just went and got married in Vegas. Um, yeah. The problem was. You're she, such an American. I am. I am. <laughs> she, so my, my mom, uh, 
she wants she wanted to have a big wedding like yeah. you know so once she got over the fact that okay and my wife is also a little bit older than me so that mm -hmm. was another oh my god like i'm like it's it's tallying up at this point <laughs> like i i i feel like a mom's like standing outside my <laughs> door with a knife is like <laughs> i don't know what you've done <laughs> but so uh we didn't meet uh the parents didn't meet until after our wedding so we so she was okay with us marrying and then you know she kind of getting back and forth and then there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, anger and yeah, this and that yeah. with her and me and then uh, me and my wife decided hey if nobody cares about what what we're doing then we should just go and get married in vegas like yeah. if if nobody cares then nobody's invited kind of thing yeah i'm just gonna go to little person elvis that's where she chose like a little person Elvis to marry Your wife us. sounds like an awesome human being. Yes, she is. <laughs> and, I, and I'm picturing like the, for some reason I watched the hang, the, the, the first hangover the other day because it was back on Netflix and that, you know, yes. they got like the deluxe pack with all the mugs and everything. Yes. It's like that's, that, that's what <laughs> yeah, she is. She's like, incredible. Like she's been supportive to yeah. all of this stuff. I mean, she, she does, you know, because I'm kind of a dreamer mm -hmm. in, a, in a sense. She does bring me back to earth. But she like encourages me and lets me do like whatever I want yeah. in a way to Dude, that's awesome. to find myself even this late in life. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so good. Um, the great thing about like having that experience growing up in India, going to New Jersey, you know, and, and ended up here, like you've so much things to you know, you've so much world perspective, yeah. and that's one thing that I'm so grateful for in the same way, like growing up in the UK or Wales and, and kind of, because we're fortunate enough to have those experiences, Absolutely. right? And know the difference in our cultures. And, and even when I go home and you said the same thing, I, you realize how, you know, what you kind of miss from home and how good it is back exactly. home. Well, and also how bad it is, but like how, you know, it's just that, that awareness is, is Absolutely. something that, I tell everybody, like, just travel. Like, travel does do open it, your you know? mind up and travel's a lot, lot cheaper than people think. Yes. The flights are not cheap, but yeah. once you're there... It's... Once you know... Yeah. Once you, like, you know, research a little bit... Figure it out and go. Yeah, just take public transportation. Things mm -hmm. can... Like, yeah, the getting to India is the, the is expensive part, yeah. but being in India is pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this show, so you said March 19th. March 19th, brunch time, 10 o'clock in the morning. I know it's a weird time, but I thought other people... Everybody had something going yeah. on on Friday evening. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's do a brunch. Because I always like brunch right. anyway. So brunch show, um, Ed Lycan Conservatory, Will Rogers Garden. Where, where can people find tickets? Uh, so we uh, on my, on my uh, so you can go on either on Instagram um, under Sundeep underscore music. Okay. Um, or you can go on my Facebook, which is Sundeep Sharma, S-H-A-R-M-A. And you can either even type it up in Eventbrite. It's okay. Will Rap for Change release party. Uh, the tickets are up there on Eventbrite. Uh, I'm, you know, I have a flyer on my uh, on my uh, on my Instagram under my bio. There's a link that yeah. takes you to the Eventbrite page. And then you know, people can. I, I don't want to do because sometimes people are not sure what they're doing that right. day. So you can come and buy the tickets. It's not more to get it on at, at the yeah. door. Yeah. It's just that you know. If we're out of the goodie bags, you don't get one. But, you know, like yeah. how, how many? I think we have like about 50 goodie bags with gift cards and stuff. So prints. Awesome. So people can come at the door, get it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get as many people. The reason is I want to make sure this album is heard by as many people as possible because there's some incredible talent in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people know that already, but, you know, in one spot, it's right. incredible to hear. And also I want to make sure that I raise enough to, you know, 
match so I can send it back home because it goes a long way uh, back home. And you're matching it, right? Matching it. And I think, I don't want to quote it, but I think Devin matches what we match. Awesome. So whatever we get will be three times yeah, by the end yeah. of it. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. That's yeah. really cool. Um, you know, and, and I'm glad, thanks for reaching out. Cause I'm glad we got to do this. And well, now, thank you. you know, it's great to meet you. And you know, we, we need to go for dinner sometime. Because uh, you know, I, I'm being from the UK. I have no taste buds, like most people <laughs> from the UK, and everything we eat is pretty bland. But the one thing I will eat, and I, everyone says that the UK has the best Indian food, takeout that is, uh, not homemade. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, We'll have to do that sometime Absolutely. soon because uh, my wife loves Indian food as well. Yeah, so. mine, your, uh, so for me, taste buds are burnt because of the spiciness. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah, I just, yeah it's, I can't do as much spicy as I used to. I think because I got used to it. Because you ruined and it. it the, the, yeah. more, the, the older you get, you like, you know, the digest system is like, yeah. please, bro, yeah. come on, it's like, not let's it. stop it. <laughs> yeah. Man, this has been a pleasure. Thanks Perhaps, so much thank for you. Uh, for you know for sharing uh, and for people listening. I'll put the for the links to the event, Bright, and all your social media channels in the description. Awesome. And uh, and they'll have plenty of time. We'll get this out before the event, so they can awesome. check that out. But thanks for having me in the studio, dude. This is thank sick. you so much, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. So for people listening, I'll put the in, the the links in the description, and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.